This is the Prestigious Initiative. Welcome. I'm Chris Bean, and here with me is Chris Kent. Hello, Mr. Kent. Hello, sir. Today we're going to be talking about the topic, the discussion of excuses. Excuses, well, excuses hold you back. Excuses are self-affirming phrases that you tell yourself and get you get yourself to believe to hold you back from doing whatever it is that you may want to do. And I think, you know, probably the a good starting point would be, okay, what are excuses? Excuses are that that let's let's say negative self-talk. Negative self-talk, I would say would be a a good example of excuses. Another another example of excuses are, you know, I'm I'm too old to go out and start a business. I'm I'm not creative enough to have that marketing job. I'm, you know, whatever those things are, those are excuses. I, you, you, excuses may be one of those things that is is difficult to explicitly define, but you know it when you see it, or you know it when you hear it. And excuses, I'm sure if you were to actually take a, a, a look at your day, if you thought about your day, I would imagine you give yourself some sort of excuse maybe once an hour. Once an hour. So let's say on average you're up for 12 hours during the day. I would I would say on average you might hear yourself say an excuse f- to yourself about whatever it is. I would say about 12 times a day. Mr. Kent, what, what would you how would you interact with that? What do you think? Oh, you make me feel terrible. I feel like it's way more than that. Oh. And you said, you know, excuses are, are, are lies you tell to yourself or, you know, I didn't say lies you tell to yourself, but I like that. Oh, okay. Well, excuses are lies you tell to yourself or things that you tell yourself to make yourself feel better. I think excuses are justifications for why you didn't do what you knew you should have done. Or why you did do something you knew you shouldn't have done. Right. It's a, it's, it's a justification for either one, not doing something you should have or doing something you shouldn't have done. Just make yourself feel better about it, which goes back to what I said originally. And it's, it's a lie. It's, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, you know what you should have done in that case, whether you did the wrong thing or you didn't do the right thing. Um, you're just lying to yourself about whatever that case is or that situation is to justify it, to make yourself feel better about it. You know, I mean, silly example, you get up, alarm clock goes off in the morning. Oh, you know, I deserve five more minutes to sleep. You know, the alarm clock went off. It's time to get up, but you just want to sleep a little bit more and feel a little bit better. That's a silly example. But in that situation, I don't think that's silly at all. Cause I think that I would imagine 99% of the people, not only that are listening to this, but even, even everybody do that exact same thing because I mean I I would I, like this I did this morning. I would like to say that nobody hits the snooze. I would but obviously we all know we, we for ourselves we hit the snooze not 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 to mention the people that we live with or or you know everybody else they snooze. We have the snooze. The snooze is there as a justification as an excuse. Ah, you know what? I went to bed a little late. I'm going to I'm going to ah, I'm going to sleep in a little bit. Give me give me five more minutes. 
you know, that's, that's the, that is the excuse, right? Exactly that. So I wouldn't say that that's a, you know, that's a far-fetched example. I think that's something that that everybody uh, experiences on a daily, if not, if not, you know, multiple times a week basis. Yeah. And, you know, like you said, in that situation, you justified it. You know, I stayed up last night. I can sleep in a little bit more or I'm really tired this morning. I can sleep a little bit more. You're justifying the fact that, you know, you should get up, but you hit snooze instead. So you can sleep a little bit more. So when I think about excuses, that's what I, that's what I kind of think about. Yeah. And again, I think that is, that is not a obscure um, example. I think that's a prime example of excuses. And unfortunately, as we are giving that excuse to ourselves, as we're lying to ourselves about that, it is so easy for us to believe that lie that we just told ourselves. We we came up with that lie. We're not gonna we're not gonna give ourselves a a a poor counter argument. Oh, you know what? I went to bed a little early. Yeah, but actually, I have to get up and do these things. No, I went to bed a little. I went to bed a little late. Okay, well, eh, I'm gonna sleep in a little bit more. And and you know, you do that in, in, in half a second or something. You 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 lie to yourself. You understand the line. You don't have a, a counterbalance for it. You just go with it. And unfortunately, we are incredibly good at lying to ourselves and then believing that lie that we know is a lie that we just told ourselves. And maybe, it's, maybe lie is, is, a, is, you know, a phrase to use. Maybe it's just a, um, an argument. Maybe it's, a, it's an excuse is what it is. You, you give yourself that excuse. You know, it's an excuse because it, your brain came up with it. Yeah. You know what? That is right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have that internal dialogue with yourself. One of them, you know, it's like you have the, uh, like in the old time cartoons, you have the, the angel on one side and the devil's on the other side and the devil's whispering to you and you just, you just keep listening to them. And, and the angel's like, okay, poof. And it goes away. You know, you don't have, the, you know, that kind of counterbalance back and forth. You just, you, it's one-sided. Okay. Yep. That sounds good. I, I don't have to do it because of that. You get, you know, the, the 20 other things that are concrete and factual that, say that you are ready to go out and start that business are there and in place and ready to go. But that, uh, you know what, maybe, maybe the economy is not quite ready yet. I'm going to, I'll just wait. And then, you know, on your, on your deathbed, you're thinking, okay, maybe that's a little bit drastic, but on your deathbed, you're thinking, man, when I was 20 years old, I really wish I would have started that business instead of working at McDonald's for, and then retiring from McDonald's with no pension or, or pay or no fulfillment in life. Again, that's a, that's a super dark side of it, but you know, if if you go with that excuse, at some point down the road, you have to come to realize that that was an excuse that you told yourself. And you have to make the conscious effort and decision to squash that excuse, to stomp it out and, and move on and, and, and learn and grow and, and do whatever that was holding you back from doing. Yeah. Uh, even as you're talking there, a couple of things come into mind. Number one, no one likes being lied to. And even beyond that, no one likes being tricked into a lie. But in those situations, you're willingly not only lying to yourself, but you're also willingly believing the lie you told to yourself. So both of things are happening in that situation. And it's not as if it was from somebody else. You know, it's from, it's from you. You are saying those things to yourself and you are believing them. And you're the one, you know, tricking yourself into making that justification for uh, uh, whatever happened. And, you know, uh, number two, on top of that, when we're talking about 
the lies and excuses you make to yourself. You know, oftentimes you make the excuses because whatever thing that you are supposed to do or should be doing is quote unquote hard. You don't make excuses for easy things. You make excuses for the hard things. So in your, in your, your example there, Mr. Bean, you're talking about someone leaving their job to start a business. Well, anyone who's ever started a business knows that it's not easy. It's tough. It's difficult. It's a lot of work. It's challenging. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's not like you just snap your fingers and boom, you have a successful business. You have to put a lot of work into it. And so in that situation, when you're working at McDonald's and you're thinking about starting a business, but then you think, you know what? I don't want to do all that work. That's too hard. Uh, I shouldn't do it because of X, Y, or Z reason, which is your excuse. You're trying to avoid that hard thing. Uh, most of the time, I think in, in a lot of these situations, because you don't, again, you don't, you're not going to make an excuse for something that's easy. You're going to make an excuse for something that's hard that you don't want to do. And so that's going to stop yourself from that. So I think often it's, 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 unfortunate that we can lie to ourselves and believe those lies. But the reason we do it is because we don't want to do the hard thing. Whether or not that's actually a hard thing, we just think that it's going to be difficult. The end result's the same as you make the excuse and you don't end up doing it and you never know. And as you said, you end up on your deathbed and then you regret not making that decision or whatever it is because you lied to yourself and made an excuse that you wouldn't do it for whatever reason. And you're justifying that until later you realize, ah, you know, I, I just made an excuse for that. I, I shouldn't have done that. You know, I think you, you hit the nail on the head too, is we make these excuses when we have something difficult to do. And I think probably as humans, we are um, difficult adverse. We don't want to do the difficult or hard or challenging things. We want to do what's easy. We want to stay in bed, curled up in our blanket where it's nice and warm and comfortable and safe. We don't want to go out and put ourselves out there. We don't want to go and and try new things because of the feel, the fear of failure. We don't want to, you know, put ourselves in those type of positions because well, we don't know what it's gonna. We don't know what's gonna happen. I don't know. Well, what if what if they what if what if they just don't like me? You know, what what if they say no? Okay, they said no. Then you move on. It it's gonna it, at some point somebody's gonna tell you no if they haven't already. I would I would say maybe you you, you don't have the good uh, the right type of friends if they're not telling you no you know if they're not willing to stand up to you um, but that's a whole different topic anyways um, it, the difficult things are the things we shy away from we not very many people I, I think uh, I heard this I heard this in fact this morning John Maxwell John C Maxwell uh, said that nobody climbs a hill by accident it's purposeful. You, get, you want to go, you want to climb that hill to, to, to do something that's on top of it. Nobody climbs a mountain. Nobody's like, ah, oh, man, Mount Everest. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I mean, man, oh, I accidentally climbed Mount Everest. Nope. Nobody ever said or did that. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't happen. Nobody accidentally climbs a mountain. You climb that because you want to. You set forth and do it. You prepare yourself and then you go do it. I would have to imagine anybody climbing any any kind of mountain, Mount Everest or Kilimanjaro or insert other mountain names in that blank, they get to the bottom and they think, man, can I really do this? Am I about to do this? And imagine how they feel when they make it to the top of that mountain. I, I Me personally, I've never climbed a mountain physically. 
maybe metaphorically, but physically I've never climbed a mountain. I don't know necessarily what that feeling is like. I can imagine you have, you know, a feeling of accomplishment, success, you know, you're motivated to continue to, to do whatever else next it is. You probably feel like you're on the literal top of the world. You know, you climb the mountain, the view is, is great. You get to see out and see the great expanse of God's beautiful creation. You're way up there. But if you stayed at the bottom, if you decided to, okay, let's pack up. I'm going to go back in the car and just drive home. To all those things that you missed, the journey, but also the destination, that view, the beautiful view that you don't get to see. You see the view from looking out your car window, driving back home from the mountain that you were at the base of, ready to climb, and decided, nah, maybe that's not for me. So if you have something difficult or challenging to do, you're going to hear those excuses. I don't, I, it doesn't matter how good you are, how prepared you are, how ready you are, you'll hear those excuses. They're going to be there nagging at you, pulling you, trying to stop you from doing whatever it is that you are about to set forth in. Maybe listen to them. I don't think you can necessarily silence them, so you're going to have to listen to them. But understand those are excuses that are trying to hold you back. Those excuses are trying to keep you exactly where you are. Those excuses are trying to prevent you from climbing that mountain. They're trying to prevent you from seeing that view that you get to see, whether it's a literal or, or, or metaphorical mountain. And, you know, sometimes things that you think or things that you encounter might not be excuses and you should actually listen to them. I think in that case, to use that same scenario, you're climbing the mountain and you see a really steep cliff and you think, oh, no excuses, I'm going to walk toward that cliff. Maybe that wasn't an excuse. Maybe that was just your brain telling you it's a dangerous thing. You know, you know, you're going to start a business, but in order to start a business, you're going to have to take out 13 loans and 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 57 credit cards over over the max. Mm, maybe that's not an excuse. Maybe that's just not smart. And so in those situations too, like you said, you're going to have those excuses and you're going to think those things, but filter through them because a lot of them are probably excuses or reasons why you shouldn't do something. But there may be some of them that might be actual legitimate reasons not to do something because it would actually put you in a worse position. So that's with almost everything we discuss here. There are some different sides to what's going on there too. So it just popped into my head while you were, while you were saying that. And even beyond that too, we're talking a lot about making excuses before things happen. But what about once something's already happened, making an excuse for why it happened or justifying that action? And so what I mean is, you know, you are uh, trying to eat healthier or not eat as much or eat less sugary type foods, you know, and you, you, you go home, you open the fridge and you eat half of a birthday cake. And afterward you say, oh man, I ate that birthday cake. Oh, but you know, work was hard today, or I ran an extra mile yesterday, or I'll run two more miles tomorrow, whatever it is. You're trying to justify the action that you'd already taken, making an excuse saying it was a hard day or saying that you'll make up for it. When really, in the reality of it is, no, you just messed up and you were weak and you ate a whole birthday cake. Well, you ate half a birthday cake. So the, the, the point there is, instead of making an excuse for why you did something, the alternative and the better route to take is to you know, own that mistake or, you know, take 
take responsibility for the things that you did rather than try to make excuses and brush it off. Or in other cases, you know, we all probably work jobs to other people and, and a mistake happens or something goes wrong and you know that it was your fault, but you're telling yourself, oh no, no one will know that it was me or you know, it was so-and-so and it wasn't me when really, you know, the answer is, you know, that you are the one that made that mistake or you are the reason that something went wrong. Take responsibility for it. Don't try to make an excuse for it to make yourself feel better or make it seem like it wasn't a big deal. Take responsibility for what you did. And then next time don't do that because then you won't be able to make that excuse anymore after you take responsibility for it. So, you know, not only can we make excuses not to do things, but we can also make excuses why we did things that we shouldn't have done and make ourselves feel better about the thing that we didn't want to do. And even even further than that too is, you know, when we're thinking about our our personal values and our life goals and things like that, I think often we make excuses when we do something that doesn't line up with who we want to be. So, you know, I, I in that same example, I want to be someone who eats healthy while well, I ate a birthday cake. Well, I'm not proud that I ate the birthday cake, so I'm going to lie to myself about why I ate it and why it's okay that I ate it so that I can still maintain the image or the idea of being the person that I want to be. When in reality, you're not quite there yet, and that's okay. We just talked about last time about how failure when reaching or going for success is an important part of the process and how it's okay to fail. It's okay. Hey, you did something you shouldn't have done. Yeah, you should be upset about it, but it's not the end of the world but also just going to do you no good to lie to yourself about it and make excuses. Just do better next time and, and move on from there. And I think, you know, part of that is accepting that it happened. Don't, you know, don't let that excuse gloss over or hide that fact from yourself. Yes, you messed up. You failed at whatever it was. You, you didn't make your, your you, you missed the mark. Don't hide that from yourself. Realize that it happened. Perhaps take a journey down the path and, and see why did this happen? What caused you, what caused this thing that has already happened to happen? Were there excuses at play? Did I, did I just mess up? Was I misinformed? Did I, was I, you know, in the social crowd or whatever it was, but understand maybe the parameters of why that happened in order to help to prevent it from happening again in the future. Now, that being said, understand that hopefully that was a one-time thing, or at the very least, however many times it was, make the conscious choice or decision for it to be done now and then move forward. Don't let those excuses let you spiral out of control. Don't let those excuses be the, the permanent driving force in your life. Realize, yep, I messed up. I messed up because of X, Y, Z, A, B, C. Maybe you don't even need the because. I just, I messed up. It's my fault. Make the choice. That's done now. Not going to go back there. I'm not going to do this or that or whatever it is. Then you move on. You move forward. Don't let those, those excuses, that, that negative self-talk, propel you down the negative spiral out of control. And then that one-time mistake is now where you live. You live in the mistakes. It's not just a one-time thing. Now you're eating birthday cake every other night for dinner. Nope. Okay, I'm done. And perhaps after being done for however length of time you were in the mess, in the thick of it, 
you might have to, one, put your shovel down, and then two, climb out of whatever hole that you put yourself in from those excuses, from those mistakes that happened. Put the shovel down and climb out. And understand that is hard to do. And because it's hard to do, what are we going to hear? Well, your excuses. Don't let those excuses push you back down into the hole. Put the shovel down and climb out. I like that. I, I like that analogy. I, I, I sometimes when I'm if I if I am talking to somebody or even my me myself, I'm you know you've heard the phrase you're digging yourself a hole. You know, I, okay, I, gotta, I, I I consciously think, okay, I got to put the shovel down and then be done. And so it depends on I guess how how deep the hole is that you dug yourself. Put the shovel, like consciously, physically, not physically, uh, consciously think that you are physically putting that shovel down. I'm done with this now. Okay, now you have to consciously crawl out or, or climb out of whatever hole or dugout that you're in. And then once you made it to the top, now you're at baseline normal, then you can move forward. But on that climb, because it's difficult to do, those excuses are going to be there nagging you, pulling you back down, pushing you back down, holding you down, climb out, push those excuses out. And I think with, with excuses, it, they're there when things get tough. So I don't know that we can necessarily welcome excuses, but I think that if you know that something challenging is going to happen or that you are setting out to do something that is challenging, come at it with a realization that excuses will be there. You're not going to purposely give yourself excuses. Subconsciously, those excuses will be there. You're not going to ask for them. They're just going to show up. They're going to show up very likely when you least expect, want, or need them to. Allow, not maybe not allow is the right term, but realize that that's going to happen. Understand that those excuses are going to be there and understand that you are not going to listen to them. Understand that you set forth on that goal, that mission, that project. Those excuses are just going to be there to hold you back, to cut you down, to prevent you from achieving whatever it is, to see in that view at the top of the mountain. Don't get back in the car, turn the car on. Okay, okay, I'm just going to drive home. The view you see through your windshield is nothing compared to the view at the top of the mountain. You know, and we talked about this a little bit on the last episode too, and this really ties into, I think, you know, your long-term success versus your short-term success. Because in those moments when you, you do something that you don't necessarily want to do to be the the, 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 the person that you want to be, you do it because it would feel good in the moment you are then forfeiting a long-term success for that short-term victory. You know, so like we talked about sleeping. Yeah, sleeping in five minutes feels great. But then later in the day when you're awake and you think to yourself, oh man, I, I wish I would have gotten up early and done X, Y, or Z thing. You lost that long-term success because you gave in to the short-term, short-term success. And then you're trying to find out reasons why it's okay that you did that when really you don't want that. You want to get up early and you want to do things so in the moment it felt nice or it was it was a small success but in the long run it didn't really get you any closer to being the person you want to be and so you're going to make an excuse and lie about it to yourself because you try to make yourself feel better rather than saying uh you know I should have gotten up and I didn't I messed up tomorrow 
I'm going to do better and then actually do better and not make an excuse for it too. So it's, it's, it's a, it's a long-term success versus short-term success and, you know, really decide what's best for you or what, what is, what is the best thing for you to do. And if you really want that long-term success, then stop making excuses, do the things that you should do, do the things you know you should do. And then don't lie to yourself when you fail or you don't do what you're supposed to do. Be honest with yourself and then do better again the next time. Don't make an excuse for whatever it is and try to really go forward, push forward and, and become or, you know, achieve the long-term success that you're, you're aiming for. Let's, let's play a thought experiment game. Okay. Thought experiment game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> we know when we do difficult things, maybe even, for example, getting out of bed in the morning, those excuses will be there. They may be only one, maybe a handful of them that you have to, you know, cut down as you move through your path. But let's 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 play a thought experiment game. Thought experiment game. Yes, that's that's never been said before. I'm sure because I just. <laughs> Anyways, um, can we, or perhaps how can we, utilize those excuses that we know are inevitable that are going to be there? How can we use those to motivate us? to move forward, to propel us forward, as opposed to cut us back. I think in this game, we have to be the type of person that's motivated by, you can't do that. You know, sometimes I, I, I tell my kids, you know, they're, they're trying to do something and they're like, man, I can't, man, you know, whatever. I'm like, oh yeah, you know what, maybe you're not, you're not quite old enough to do this yet. You know, I, I, I use the, the reverse psychology on them. And then sure enough, they, they're like, oh, yes, I can. I can do it. Look, I'm big enough. See, look, I can ride this bike. Oh, wow, you can. Good job. You surprised me. And the whole time I knew they could do it, I'm just, I'm just playing the game to get them to do it. So what type of system, what type of, of thoughts can we use to use that reverse psychology on ourselves? We go to get up in the morning. I have the choice. I hit snooze or I turn my alarm off and get out of bed. I suppose I could, there's another choice. I could turn the alarm off and stay in bed. But let's say I, I hit snooze or I turn the alarm off and I get out of bed. Those are, let's, those are my, my choices, the parameters that I'm working within. I, I, my eyes start to open. Oh, okay, man. Oh, and turn this alarm off. Uh, you know what? I, I went to bed a little late last night. I didn't sleep so good. It's still pretty early. I, I, I don't really have too much to do today. I'm just going to go back to sleep. Okay, snooze. And then you play that, that, that happens out however many times. Okay, well, and, and perhaps the early morning, the very first one would be the toughest one. Although I would argue that perhaps it would be the most rewarding one as well. You get up, you, you hear all those excuses. You know what, I'm going to do it just because... I don't think I can. I'm going to do it just because I was told by myself that I can't do those things. You know, I did go to bed a little bit late last night. That's okay. I'm going to get up early anyways. And then tonight, I'll get back on track. Or tonight, I'm going to be ready for bed when it's time to go to bed because I'm going to be tired because I got up early. Done. Right? Okay, maybe not done. But, you know, what, 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 do you, what would you say? How would you play that game? I don't understand this game. You don't understand the game. How, so you excuses are going to happen. Yes. 
the excuses are, are self-made so that that means they're, they're, they're easy to fall into that trap. Okay. But how can you use those excuses to do the exact opposite of what they're saying? How can you, because uh, I, I don't think, I don't think necessarily we have control over what the excuse is going to be. I think the excuse is just there, pow. And the excuse is, is you know, yeah, you don't really need to get up early, hit snooze, or ah, you went to bed, you deserve a little bit, of, you know, whatever it is. They're not, they're not, you didn't make those necessarily. They're just, they happen. Your brain just does them auto- automatically. You don't have conscious choice over those. So knowing that and knowing that they're going to be there regardless, we can't turn them off. I don't know how to turn them off. But what can we do to use those to motivate us to do the opposite of what they're do of what they're they're saying or proclaiming to us? That's the game. I don't I don't necessarily know how to how to play or I mean I guess I know how to play. I think, I think you just do what you plan to do. You go to bed, you wake up. But those excuses are so good at, at arguing against. Yeah, but like you said, like you just said, you know they're going to be there. You know it's going to happen. So when you wake up and you think to yourself, oh, I should just sleep in. I deserve it. Just say, no, it's time to get up. I don't. I, I guess I'm, I'm confused about your question still. I don't understand how an excuse will motivate you. You wake up and you think, oh, I should stay in bed. And you think, oh, why would I think that? I'm so terrible. I should get up right now. Is that what you is that what you mean by motivate? I don't. Well, so I, you, you we work with with children. Yes. Have you ever? And, and maybe not, but have you ever told a child, "No, nah, you know what? I don't actually think you can do this." And then that's all they want to do. Yeah. And they of do course. it. You know, at a at a child level. Is experience. that is that an excuse? We get we we fed them the thing. Ah, you know what? You you you're you're not actually ready for this. I mean, that would be something that I think your subconscious would tell you as an excuse. Okay. And when other people tell us that, oh, you know what? I'm motivated. I mean, okay, not everybody's motivated that way. I get that. I I, I am motivated that way. You tell me I can't do something. I'm going to do it just to prove you wrong. That reverse psychology works to a T on me and, and people like me. And I'm sure there's a number of people like me, mostly children. Anyways, um, what that says about my brain state. Um, but it works when other people tell us this. But if I tell myself it, Nah, I'm gonna listen. Uh, you know what? You're, I'm right. Okay. I, I, I guess it's here. So saying. that's so the in game. the morning. You wake up, the alarm goes off, and you think to yourself, "Oh, I want to snooze." So in your head, you tell yourself, "You won't get up right now. You can't get out of bed right now." So then, in your head, you would be like, oh, "Yes, I can, self." And you get up, and that would be your motivator. Is that kind of what you mean? So, I, I, I get the excuse the subconscious excuse that happens automatically and i double down and i i, I continue the excuse so i i said my my subconscious tells me uh you know what you you deserve a little bit extra and i say yeah you know what i do deserve a little bit extra but i'm gonna get up anyways prove you wrong well not even that but like i said just a uh, you should get up right now but it's so nice to lay in bed i bet you won't get up right now will you you'll just stay here and be lazy and you say no, I don't want to be lazy. And then you get up and do it. I see. And I think that will work for you. Like you said, people are motivated differently. I think personally, I it comes down to making the decision beforehand of what I want to do. So the night before I go to bed and I tell myself, tomorrow I want to get up early. And then when my alarm goes off, I've already decided what I'm going to do. What I'm going to do is get up early. Now, of course, I'm going to lay there and think, oh, this is so comfortable. 
this feels so good. I could just sleep a little bit longer. So I think I think what gets me, it's a, okay, sorry, a little small tangent. What gets me about in the morning time is under the blankets, I'm so warm. And I know I, as soon as I uncover myself, cold happens. And and I, I, I don't know, probably most people, but I don't like being cold. And so I'm like, okay, I'm just going to stay curled up in these little blankets here. Sure, yeah. But again, I, you know, if you made the decision beforehand, this is what I'm going to do. And then also being aware and knowing that you're going to make excuses for it, but deciding, no, this is what I'm going to do despite those excuses, no matter what, this is what I'm doing. Then when you wake up, of course, you're going to think to yourself, oh, I should stay in bed. It's not that you're not going to, it's not that you won't experience the excuse. You won't have, you won't uh, think the excuse. You just already decided what you're going to do. And so it's not, it's, it's, there's no, there's no debate. There's no justification. There's no lie to be had because you decided I'm going to get up, uh, but it'd be so nice to lay in bed. It would be, but what I'm going to do is get up. Cause you're the type of person to, that you do what you say you're going to do. Which is you telling you, you know, who you are and your identity and stuff like that. Now I make it, I guess it sounds the way I'm saying it and making it sound like it's a no brainer. Sometimes those excuses are loud and strong and powerful. And it's, it is very difficult to overcome those things, which we mentioned earlier too, you know, you don't make excuses about things that are easy. If it was easy to wake up and, and, and get out of bed right away, there wouldn't be a snooze button. There wouldn't be this whole conversation about that, that thing, but it can be difficult sometimes. And so that's why I make excuses for it. So, you know, I think it comes down to deciding what you want to do and then sticking with it and fighting through the excuses. And the moment you give into excuse two, you know, it just compounds. You, you give into one excuse. Oh, uh, you know, I stayed up last night. And then the next one comes, oh, it's so warm in here. The next one comes off. Oh, when I get up, I have to do 20 million things. Next one, you know, it just keeps going and going. You keep justifying and lying to yourself about why you didn't do whatever it is that you wanted to do, should do, or, you know, whatever it is, you know, it just, it keeps going. So I would say, but the reverse is true, especially if you can win that first, if you have that first win over the excuse in the first thing in the morning, you know what? Ah, oh, man, it's so warm and cozy in here. No, I'm going to get up anyways. I'll show you. Yeah. And then you, 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 you won that battle. Yeah. You, you played the game. I won. Okay, great. Then you go on and you play the next game and then you win that one. I, I think that if you lose, then you continue to lose. And if you win, then you'll continue to win. Right. Uh, Jordan Peterson talks about that uh, in, in, in 12 Rules for, for Life. Um, if you're the type of person who loses, you are more apt to lose more games. If you're the type of person who wins, and you're more apt to win more games. And he talks about this in regards to lobsters, and people gave him lots of lots of trouble for that. But I, I, I don't – anyways, I, 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 I can see that, and I agree with that with that idea or mindset or, or, or notion. Um, if I can be the type of person who wins those small battles, then I think I will continue to win those small battles. And then eventually when a bigger excuse happens, because I have all of those small wins under my belt, I would be more apt to win that bigger one. Now I can, I, I can see the possibility Perhaps if I win all those small ones in this area and this area and this area, and it's all in this, you know, relatively closed, confined areas, if I always win getting out of bed and I always win, I'm going to dress nice today and I always win, you know, whatever it is. But then that thing happens where you had to actually step outside of your comfort zone and then you always lose those battles. 
I could see that happening. But I I still think that if you can have those small wins, all of those small wins, you take those those wins, those good feelings, that type of of confidence with you, then you will go on and continue to win those challenges. What's you know, we talked about it before on this podcast, motivation follows action. So you have to sometimes squash that first excuse, do something about it, and then you'll keep being able to overcome those excuses. And the same way we talked even just the last episode about and the way that I tend to operate is the small successes leading up toward that big success. You have like you said, you have one success and it compounds and keeps building up and the successes and the ability to overcome the excuses in the same way that I was just talking about the, the excuses piling up too. It, it definitely can go the other way. And I would say that, you know, the other way sometimes can be more powerful because of the feeling you get when you are doing the things you want to do and you're not making excuses and not lying to yourself. I think it's a lot stronger of a, of a feeling than, you know, kind of giving into those excuses, especially after you overcome that first one, like you said, that sometimes is the hardest mountain to climb or the hardest step to take when climbing that mountain. That first time that you do it, trying to get over that can be the most difficult. But once you do that, I also agree that it becomes a little bit easier to kind of try to come over that. So, you know, I'm curious as we're sitting here and I'm putting you on the spot too, but when speaking of excuses, is there an excuse that you tell yourself or that you are told by other people that is just your, your, you know, what is the worst excuse of all time? If you hear someone say it to you or you know that you've said it to yourself before and you just, that's just the worst excuse ever. Is there like a... Like worst as in like, I will always fall for it or, or is worse as like... Worst as in like most annoying. Like, most annoying. like you're just making, like someone says it and you're like, no, that's not true. You're just, you're making an excuse. No, that's not true. That's just an excuse you're telling yourself or you're telling me in that situation. Does that, does that make sense? Not worst as in like, I guess we can do that one after too, but we can kind of, I'm just, I'm just curious about when someone says something to you thinking they're justified and thinking that they are telling themselves the truth, but really, you know, you know, or maybe it's yourself to yourself, but you know, that's an excuse and you just, it just ticks you off. What is the worst excuse that you, you hear or have heard? And maybe I'll give you some more time to think. Well, if you no, want. no, I, 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 oh, think you got I, got it. It. Okay. I don't have time for that. That that was mine. That's I what I was going to say. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, I don't, you know, I, I and as you were talking, I was thinking, and um, you know, of course, there's there's a handful of other ones that perhaps would be would would be in that list, but I think the top of the list is I don't have time, because okay, well, you know, let's let's think about Elon Musk. He's got he's got the same number. Everybody everybody has the same number of time in the day as everybody else, but seemingly Elon Musk can get more things done in a day than most people can in, in a week or month or a year of time, you know, and, and maybe that's a, that's a, a far-fetched example. Maybe he's just a abnormal person. Okay, fine. But look at, you know, anybody that's doing something that you're not doing, that's also doing the things you are doing. You know, that, that, you know, that business owner runs, runs the business is there all the time. Oh, and also has, seven kids at home. Okay. Maybe seven is a bit much, but you know, they have a handful of kids at home. Oh, and they're, they're a great parent to their kids and they're, they're a loving spouse and they're always there and they have the job. They're, they're, they're building their, their business or branding or whatever it is, but you feel, ah, man, you know, I, I don't have time to do that. I think if you actually sat down and thought about the things that you did during the day, 
how could you change or manipulate that time to allow yourself more time, more, more functional, useful time to do those things it is that you want to do? I think you probably can find that. Maybe it would be difficult, but I think you could probably find that in a short amount of time spent doing that type of exercise. So to answer your question, the works excuse that somebody can, can tell me anyways, I don't have time for that. Okay, fine. Whatever. That's a, that's a, that's a farce. Yeah, I agree. And I think the thing about that one that frustrates me the most is that in, in most cases, and and typically when someone makes that excuse, it's not that you didn't have time for it. It's that you didn't make time for it. You had the time and you chose to spend that time in a different way. So lying to me and lying to yourself and saying that you didn't have time for it is just not true. You just chose to spend your time differently. And if it was something that's important to you, you would make the time to do it. And so it's not that it's not that you didn't have time. You just you didn't take the time to do it. I think is is one of the reasons that bothers me so much is it's just straight up not true. You know, it, it, not to say that there are some things that you you might run out of time to do or things that are done with it. I, it's a valid reason in very 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 few cases. But people use it all the time for everything. I didn't have time. I didn't have time. I didn't have time. No, you had time. You just didn't make the time or spend the time doing. You didn't allocate that your thing. time appropriately, or you didn't have your your wants and needs in proper balance, or or weighed out appropriately to spend time doing the things you actually want to do versus what you need to do, right. or just spending hours on your phone scrolling through social media because there's the time that you quote unquote didn't have. Mm-hmm. You, you have delete, it. Delete those social platforms from your phone. You'll find lots of time in your day. Right. Yeah. I think I don't want to just copy yours. I was going to say that too, but another one that at least I tell myself a lot, which is just an excuse and a lie is, uh, you know, I'll do that later or I'll do that when blank or whatever it is. You know, I'm waiting for a certain thing to happen before I, do something or start something or I'm convincing myself that, Oh, you know, I don't have to do that now. I'll do that thing later or whatever it is. But right. instead of starting just, the, starting the diet or exercise routine on Wednesday, oh, I can't start on Wednesday. That's dumb. I'll have to start on Monday or start it today. And then like Monday, it. Monday came up. Oh, you know what? Really? Sunday is the first day of the week. I should have started on Sunday. I'll start it a whole week later. Yeah. 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 Just do the thing. But again, I mean, at least personally, that's one of the most common excuses I make for myself is I'll do it later or I'll do that when, X, Y, or Z thing when really that's just me justifying not doing it or procrastinating it too. It's just, it's not helpful. It makes me feel better because I think, oh, I'll do that later. But then later always keeps getting later and later and later and later and then it never happens. So that's, I think, a, a personal excuse that I, I make to myself quite often. I, th- I think kind of piggyback on that a little bit. Uh, an excuse I make to myself often is I'm, I'm waiting on somebody else. I can't, I can't move forward with what I need to do until they do that thing. And sometimes very, probably very rarely is that actually factual. I can do whatever it is that I need to do and they can do that thing that they need to do later on. I'm not necessarily waiting on them, but sometimes I use that as an excuse to, I'm waiting on so-and-so to, to finish their part of the project before I can move forward with mine. No, I can, I can do mine. I don't, I don't have to wait on them. I just do it anyways. Which in some cases might be true. You might need someone else to do a certain thing. But I mean, how often is that an excuse that you've said and then you haven't done any extra work to look and see, hey, could I actually do this without them or 
Got to sure. find a way to do it. I, right. And how many you, times, how many times can I go to that person to, to ask or remind or to uh, nudge them to do that thing that I'm waiting for? I, I, you know, I could do those things, but some, I, so, sometimes I do, but yeah, that's If I had to say my top excuse is that oh, I'm waiting for so-and-so to get, to get this done before I do this thing. I just, yeah, just do my part anyways. And then when I, when they're ready, I'll, I'll, my part's done already. Yes, sir. Yeah. So do you have anything else to add today for excuses, sir? No, sir. No, not to add. I, I enjoyed that conversation. I think, you know, it's uh, something we all deal with. There's just a few ways that we can kind of combat that and stop that from happening. Because I think that's going to help us get closer to the the person we want to be and uh, help us to, you know, really, really uh, become the person who lives out our values and achieves our goals, which is kind of... I think the through line of most of the conversations we've had here on this podcast. I would agree. Thanks for joining us until next time. Take initiative.